Welcome to Nikazian Kat. The issue of missing persons is an open wound for the country and all its people. Today, we host Assistant Professor Nasia Hajigiorgiu to discuss her project on the effectiveness of the Committee of Missing Persons in Building Peace in Cyprus. Welcome to Nicosia Ankat. In this episode, we have a special guest. Yes, uh, it's a special uh, episode today with uh, Assistant Professor in Transitional Justice and Human Rights at Yukland University. Uh, Nasia Hajigiorgiu is with us. Nasia, welcome. Hi, lovely to be with you. Thank you for being with us and for allowing us to have this uh, discussion on a topic that falls quite rightly into the issues that we are discussing. Uh, so, Nasia, you've done a project on assessing the effectiveness on the Committee on, on Missing Persons in Building Peace in Cyprus. Would you like to say some things about uh, the project? Yes, so this is a project that um, was running for 12 months, we're approaching the end of it and it has been funded by the International Peace Research Association Foundation. The objective of the project is to figure out whether the Committee on Missing Persons in Cyprus, the CMP, is doing what it should be doing. And let me explain what I mean by that. Um, the CMP was established in 1981 but it only became operational in 2006. It's a body that is bicommunal in the sense that it is headed by an international member, a Greek Cypriot member and a Turkish Cypriot member. And its, and its employees, the scientists that staff it, so in other words, the archeologists, the geneticists, the anthropologists, and, and the investigators are Greek Cypriot and Turkish Cypriot and they work in mixed teams. Um, the, the job of the CMP is to locate, identify and return the missing persons or their remains to their families. So um, when the CMP was established back in 1981, it had one job, to return these remains to the families in order to alleviate the pain of the relatives. In, in other words, in order to finally bring them closure because the, the problem with missing persons is that they go through what has been called ambiguous loss they don't know whether their relative is um is dead or alive and therefore they don't know whether to grieve so unlike a normal situation where someone has been murdered uh, the relative of a missing person with the passage of time instead of feeling better instead of their wounds healing is in fact feeling worse so the idea here was that they would bring the remains back to their relatives so that this ambiguous clause would finally close and they could start the healing process so the first thing that the project tries to do is understand whether this objective this humanitarian objective namely making the relatives feel better has in fact been achieved the second objective of the project was to assess whether the CMP has achieved a second objective. So as I said, originally the CMP was set up with just one objective in mind, making the relatives feel better. But over the years, it has been saying that it also has a second equally important objective, namely helping the two communities 
come together, bringing reconciliation between Greek Cypriots and Turkish Cypriots. So what we tried to figure out was whether it has also been doing this. And these are two distinct and independent objectives. It, it could be very likely when we were starting the project, we didn't know whether it was succeeding in objective number one, but failing in objective number two, or the, or the other way around, or whether it was successful in both, or whether it was a failure in both. So what we tried to understand was how well has it done these two jobs that it set itself? Well, as an, I'm, personally, I'm an outsider to this whole thing, but I'm well involved into the peacemaking process in the country, to be honest. And my superficial view, before you <laughs> tell us what you concluded, is that I do not think that they have a significantly peace-building um, uh, results uh, in, in their project, to be honest. But correct me if this hunch is mistaken. I don't think it's mistaken. Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Um, so just, just to be fair to the CMP, I think the first job it does is really its only job. And the second job that it has given itself, it was never given to it to begin with. The second job that it has appointed to itself is of a secondary nature. I think the first of the two jobs, the making the, the relatives feel better, it has done successfully to a large extent, not wholly successfully. And I'm, I'm happy to discuss why that is the case later on if you want. But the second job, the peace building job, I think it has not done well at all. And again, I could give reasons for that if, if you're interested. Nasia, we all know that um, this is a humanitarian issue. And yet again, um, something uh, so vulnerable for political abuse in the sense that um, politicians on both sides of the divide can always use um, their success or failure according to their own agenda. Um, we know that the missing persons issue have uh, over the years been uh, used in for political means for many, many years. And um, we know that people have uh, also different opinions on, uh, on missing persons. How uh, successful is uh, the whole uh, issue, the whole concept uh, is reflected uh, in the communities. This is what you've been discussing. And uh, where does the work, where does the work of uh, CMP ends and the governments and administrations start to use that tool more effectively? Okay, that's an excellent question. So to, to answer the first part of the question, the CMP if we take if we take as a starting point that the CMP has these two jobs, the humanitarian objective and the peace building objective, it also has two audiences: the relatives themselves and the people at large. Uh, the relatives themselves claim that they have felt much better after returning after receiving the, the remains from the CMP. I need to say though that approximately 50% of the relatives, 50% of Greek Cypriots and 50% of Turkish Cypriots have received remains. The other 50% are still waiting and will 
keep waiting in all likelihood forever because the CMP has already said that it is approaching the last stages of its process because it, it, it has run out of information according to the CMP itself. Some people are disputing this and they are saying that the information is there but the CMP has not properly examined the evidence that it has before it but for whatever reason the CMP is now saying that it has found close to everyone it will ever find and it cannot do anything else about the rest. So when we are talking about the audience of the relatives, the relatives who have found the, the, the remains do feel better. The rest obviously not. If we are talking about the audience of the general population, in other words, what, what are you or Andromachi or I thinking when we are hearing about the CMP, I think you are right that there are two people talking to us. One is the CMP, there are two institutions talking to us. Uh, one is the CMP and the other are state bodies, right? governmental bodies, our politicians. And they are not saying the same thing. The CMP is theoretically saying, it's not saying it very loudly, but its message is this is a bicommunal institution. There have been Greek Cypriot missing persons. There have been Turkish Cypriot missing persons. There have been victims on both, in both communities and there have been perpetrators in both communities. This is a common wound that we need to, to start healing. This is the message of the CMP. As I said, it's not saying it loudly, it's not saying it clearly. And that's a problem. The politicians are singing an entirely different song. I have not heard, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be absolute, but I don't remember hearing a Greek Cypriot politician ever referring to Turkish Cypriot uh, missing persons. I don't know whether the, the opposite is is true because I don't have as much contact with Turkish Cypriot media as I had as I have with Greek Cypriot media. Uh, but uh, the 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 overwhelming consensus, and I, I think it exists in both communities, is that each community grieves for its own. Um, I, I think this is a um, uh, this is something that we all experience and that we all feel. And the problem is exactly when a committee like the CMP that is supposed to be political, uh, by communal, sorry, and has uh, and have a, a joint voice when it comes to the approach towards missing persons, it becomes problematic when this voice is basically fragmented and you have a Greek Cypriot part and a Turkish Cypriot part. I am wondering and speaking about the political sort of uh, interventions in this situation, to what extent do you think that the fact that, uh, correct me if I am wrong, but just to make it clear for the audience as well, the, the heads of the CMP, the Greek Cypriot and the Turkish Cypriot head, they are appointed by whom? Uh, aren't they appointed by the leaders of the two communities or uh, by the political institutions of the communities, right? Yes, they are appointed by the, by the leaders of the two communities. Exactly. So to what extent do you think that this impacts the, the messages that are transmitted from, the, f from this committee? And to what extent do you think that this allows the leaders and basically the, the political institutions of each, each side to influence the work of the committee? Uh, I'm not sure if this was part of your work, but from your experience, what do you think about this? Okay, so 
I, I think the fact that they are politically appointed is something that was unavoidable. How else were they going to be appointed? Uh, but this unavoidable outcome also has consequences, right? Uh, and, and you're right that one consequence is that this humanitarian institution that was supposed to be apolitical, non-political, is necessarily influenced by politics. The other thing I want to say before directly answering your question is something that I need to stress. The message sent by the CMP is that there are missing persons in both communities and there are perpetrators in both communities. The missing the, the CMP has never said has never highlighted the Greek Cypriot pain more than the Turkish Cypriot pain or the other way around. So the problem is not that the CMP is sending the wrong message. The problem is that the CMP's message is not being heard. And the reason it's not being heard is because there is noise from other parties, from other actors in both communities. So yes, the CMP is talking, but because, spoilers, politicians who with national agenda, or nationalist agendas are speaking loud, more loudly than the CMP, the message of the CMP is, is essentially blacked out. Okay. So that's the problem. It was never a problem that the CMP is political and therefore its message is political. But there have been accusations. So in this project, what we did is we interviewed relatives who have received back the remains of, of, of their family members. We have interviewed journalists from both communities in, in all cases, journalists who have been involved in CMP work. And we have also interviewed either employees or ex-employees of the CMP. I would like to say that we also extended an invitation for an interview to the three members, the Greek Cypriot, the Turkish Cypriot and the international member, which was declined. The, there were several accusations from several people. So I would say about more than half of our interviewees said that what the CMP is doing is making sure that it is finding as many Greek Cypriots as it is finding Turkish Cypriots. So if it has found 30% of Greek Cypriot missing persons, it will find 30% of Turkish Cypriot missing persons and it will not find more. And this is, I don't, I don't know whether it's true or not. This is an accusation that was made by the relatives and by some journalists and also confirmed by some ex-employees ex of the CMP. The CMP itself officially denies this. The, the, the answer that the CMP provides is that they locate the persons they locate and it just so happens that they are locating similar percentages from both communities. But irrespective of what's true or, and what's not, the relatives feel that politics get in the way. They feel that they are finding their own family members is delayed because of politics that force the CMP to find equal numbers of missing persons. Um, at the end of the day, um, CMP is a, a body um, and their heads are appointed politically. And this can sometimes be a good thing because if there is a support behind them, probably they will achieve more than they can. Um, and they might be the advocates of uh, reconciliation, uh, giving the correct uh, message. 
But in this particular case in Cyprus, I have a feeling that CMP is regarded as a, a like an ultra political body, with um, you know working in a very technical environment. But at the end of the day, uh, they are very careful what, on what they say, and media is not cooperating with them or their uh, their appeal to the media to you know give positive messages is is not well taken. I don't see a, a good collaboration between the body and 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 the media. Have, did you have the chance to look at this as well? Yeah. Well, yes, I agree with you. I don't think there is. A, I don't know whether it's the CMP. I genuinely don't know whether it's the CMP that doesn't want to collaborate with the media or whether it's the media that doesn't want to collaborate with the CMP. But you're right that the CMP's message is not communicated by most media. Definitely, I agree with you. So I, I would like to ask here, because you referred to perception, just before you referred to perception of relatives that politics delay the whole process. And I'm wondering, how is this perception reflected in the way they feel? I mean, is there grudge directed against the CMP in itself? Or is there grudge directed against the other community for any reason? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, and I think the answer is mixed. So definitely there is, by the way, you spoke about the perception and the perception is definitely there for what's happening from 2006 onwards. In other words, in 2006, the CMP returned the first body and since then it has been returning bodies. The perception is that it would have been returning bodies more quickly from 2006 onwards had politics not been involved. But it is a fact not a perception, that between 1981 and 2006, when the CMP was doing nothing, the reason it was doing nothing was politics. No one is disputing that. Even the CMP has come out and accepted this, that the reason it was a dormant body was because it was paralyzed because of political unwillingness to act. Um, even even the, sec the UN Secretary General has stated this in his reports explicitly. Now, as to the relatives and what they feel about the delays, many relatives had a problem with the CMP itself and, and they directed their frustration and their bitterness towards the CMP and not to the other community. Some relatives also blamed the other community. This was most prevalent, most, most noticeable, when uh, Greek Cypriots were complaining that Turkey is keeping military areas inaccessible to the CMP. And we know for a fact that there are missing persons buried there. And, and I, think, I think they're right to be frustrated. The CMP has been asking for opening of these military areas for years now. But what was also interesting was that many relatives felt frustrated with their own community. And the reason they were, they were feeling frustrated with their own community is this, because they were aware that the CMP has this system where it is only finding equal percentages of missing persons. And the reason, um, so I had this from both communities, but I will be using Greek Cypriots as an example. Uh, so one Greek Cypriot lady told me, I am frustrated with Greek Cypriots because there are Greek Cypriots out there who know where the bodies are buried and they are not saying anything. And because they are not saying anything, Turkish Cypriots are not telling us where the bodies are buried. And, and this was mirrored with, with Turkish Cypriot interviewees. So I think it's a mixed bag. 
frustration towards the CMP, frustration towards the other community, and frustration towards their own community, but definitely frustration all around. And this impacts peace peacemaking and right i mean in the capacity of cmp to actually build peace yes it does but i don't think that's the biggest hurdle to the cmp's peacemaking objectives i think i think there are many things that the cmp could be doing that is not doing i like to bring the discussion into a different area like uh, i know that this uh, in the turkey cypriot community uh, we have Sevgül Uludal who uh, constantly writes about um, the, you know, the mistakes of the both communities, the bodies found, um, and uh, she is she's been playing an important role in, at least in the Turkey Cypriot community, creating some sort of an awareness. And it's not always an easy job because people like to. People don't like what you write sometimes, especially in, in an environment where nationalism is very uh, strong. Uh, there is this sense of others did it, we didn't do anything wrong uh, approach. And then, then this can be reflected negatively on the journalist who actually portrays that both communities uh, committed mistakes in the past. There is also another example of one of the Turkey Cypriot deputies, Doğuş Derya, who in the Turkey Cypriot parliament openly said that um, the Greek Cypriot women also uh, suffered. And uh, and then, of course, you know, it came into the agenda when uh, Akinci said that the both communities suffered. So it created a, a, a sense of awareness, at least in the Turkey Cypriot community. Um, but of course, more needs to be done. How can we make sure that both sides uh, try to see it as a positive experience of reconciliation, apology, and and fixing the mistakes rather than, okay, oh, you did more crimes than we did kind of a competition? How can we turn it into something positive? Okay, so one organization that operates in the area of missing persons, I don't know if you're aware of them, it's called Together We Can. And, and Together We Can is a bicommunal organization that brings relatives of missing persons together and they share their experiences, they share information. And my sense of that organization's operations is that it, doing, it is doing exactly this. It is bringing the two communities together and it's not a competition between the, the members of the two communities as to who has suffered most. So I think learning from that experience, I would say you need to bring people together. You need to start literally putting them in the same place so that they can start discussing. Um, I, don't, I don't see a way out of that. That's interesting of you to mention because in, could it be that the difference between an organization like Together We Can and CMP uh, is that the one is institutionalized and the other is not? Definitely. I mean, that's, a, that's definitely the case. One is, is restricted by politics and also empowered by politics. Huh? Politics is, is, a, is a coin that has two sides. And the CMP is infinitely more powerful than Together We Can because it is supported by politicians. But it is also restricted by politicians. Together We Can is grassroots, so it doesn't have the same, um, uh, the same controls over it. 
So what is it that hinders an institutionalized body from acquiring those characteristics that simulate um, an organization like Together We Can in order to, to deliver its stated goal of building peace? Well, okay, I'll speak as a lawyer now. What, what hinders an institutionalized mechanism to deliver the same results as a grassroots mechanism is the fact that institutions' actions have political and legal consequences, while individuals' actions do not have legal consequences. So the major concern of the Greek Cypriot part of the CMP is that whatever they do, they must not recognize their Turkish Cypriot partners as a state. Yes, the Turkish Cypriot part of the CMP has exactly the opposite concern, that whatever they do, they must promote their community as a state. The grassroots organizations don't have these, these objectives. They, they, they don't care one way or another how you call a political entity. Is it a state? Is it something less than a state? What is it? They don't care one way or another because ultimately, even if they did care, there was nothing they could do about this. And because they have no say in politics, they are free from them. Yes, true that. So just, uh, I mean, we are slowly reaching the end. Would you like to give us a, a small summary of your findings when it comes to what hinders uh, the CMP to which you had referred at the beginning of our um, discussion? As I said, the CMP has two objectives and it has partly met the first one, the humanitarian objective. It has not been more successful for the following reasons. The first reason is the delays. It was inactive for a quarter of a century. In that time, memories faded, witnesses died, huge infrastructure projects were built on top of burial sites. It simply has made it much harder to locate the missing. At the same time, the relatives of the missing, especially the parents of the missing, now also the siblings of the missing, are themselves dying without ever having found their relatives. This is the first problem with regards to the humanitarian objective. The second problem has to do with lack of transparency. For many, many years, the CMP was a vault. It was impossible to access any information about what they were doing, even if you were a relative. So if you called the CMP and said, can you please give me an update? Have you found uh, any information about this? Or can I give you an update? I have some, some information that would potentially help you. The CMP had closed in on itself and it was not communicating with the, with, with the people. Of course, that made the relatives distrustful. Having been faced with, with such a treatment, they were not willing, and some of them are still not willing, to accept that the CMP is acting in their best interests. And the third problem, and this was a problem only for some of them, not all of them, I would say maybe about 25% of the interviewees raised this as a problem, is that the CMP only has a limited mandate. Yes, its job is to locate the missing, is to return the missing, but it is to not do anything to the perpetrators. In other words, the murderers. It's, it doesn't have the power to gather evidence that will be used in a prosecution of someone who has committed murder. And many relatives are finding this unfair. And as an international lawyer, it is 
unorthodox. Yes, international law requires that people who committed war crimes and crimes and crimes against humanity, which is what has happened in Cyprus, are prosecuted. But the CMP stops that from happening. And many relatives are finding that unacceptable. They are saying, my father, my sister, my daughter was killed and I want someone to be punished for that. And no one is being punished and no one will be punished because the mandate of the CMP stops punishments. Uh, so that's the humanitarian objective, the, the peace-building objective and what hinders it, I think we have covered. It's politics that hinders it. It's the fact that politicians should have been infinitely more supportive of the CMP. It's, it's a very well-suited conclusion to our uh, podcast uh, episode today because Kemal and I are often uh, joking about politics being at the root of all uh, of all evils and <laughs> at the root of all of our discussions. <laughs> so you just concluded with uh, saying that even peace building of such an institution like CMP uh, is impacted by politics. <laughs> it is, I'm afraid. Thank you very much, Nasia. Um, I think it's been a very informative and useful session in the sense that we need to be reminded that humanitarian issues like people trying to find out about the fate of their loved ones and uh, correcting as much as possible um, the mistakes of the past and that the fact that both communities commit, committed crimes against each other uh, are, are things that we need to look at very carefully so that we can move forward for a better future. It's, it's been very enlightening, Nasia. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. The first trilingual podcast station of Cyprus, Island Talks, open, diverse, free.